Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. But you have, we have a thousand billionaires in America. You know the average tax rate they pay? Eight, E-I-G-H percent. Eight percent. That's right. That's right, eight. E-I-G-H. That was, that, that's, that's the President of the United States. Just remember, if you think at all that there's something you can't do, remind yourself of this. But you have, we have a thousand billionaires in America. You know the average tax rate they pay? Eight, E-I-G-H percent. Eight percent. And realize there's nothing that you can't do. Nothing that isn't well within your grasp. Anytime you should think, my dear friend, that there's something that you can't do, something that you can't accomplish, I want you to remember the words of Senator John Fetterman. We need to come together and stop playing political games with Americans' access to food. Americans like Chair about Glory Jork from the the town of Northeast in Pennsylvania tells me that his victim was skimming, which was when somebody stole money and he relied from its SNAP EBT. Mr. Jork is not the first Pennsylvanian I've heard this from. I fear he won't be the last... And I will work in this farm bill to modernize SNAP to work to recipients in the 21st century. I look forward to from hearing from you, your witness on this nutrition assistance on the farm bill. And I will now turn to Senator Braun for any opening comments that he would like to make. That's Senator Braun from Indiana. That Senator Fetterman just turned to me. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669, 833-GOT-TONY. The truth is, I shouldn't make fun of John Fetterman or Joe Biden. These are just two men who shouldn't be in power. None of this is okay. Stop thinking it is. Stop lying, stop lying to others, stop being fools. Nothing that we heard just there is okay. The man could not complete a sentence. Could not complete a sentence. You don't know what he was really talking about. There was something about food in there. Um, there, there's something, uh, uh, about, uh, something about Pennsylvania. Who knows what else? That's it. You cannot, cannot claim that everything is fine. These are not the only subjects out there. I have been holding on to this for, a for a while. I haven't gotten to the story. I mean, it, 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 they're, they're often, there's so much going on, I can't get to everything. And so if you follow me over there at TonyCats.com, I have this, this show sheet that I put up. 
right? Everything I'm going to do on the show, or at least I'm thinking about doing on the show, goes up there, TonyKatz.com, and you can subscribe and, and get it so you can see the stories. Well, there are stories that sometimes I'm like, what did I miss last week? Or what did I miss yesterday? What did I miss? And I'm not able to get to it because I have so many other things going on. I want to make sure I got to it. This was the Vice President of the United States, Kamala Harris. <laughs> Again, just in case you think there's something you can't actually do. <laughs> I rest my case. She's speaking at the National Action Network. So pandering to uh, tax cheat and, um, well, we do you want to call him a killer? I mean, how do you how do you classify Freddie's fashion mart? I'll let others figure that out. Uh, Al Sharpton, listen. For everyone watching, please be clear. The voices of students, parents, teachers, and preachers will not be silenced, and these voices must be heard. These voices must be heard. They will not be discouraged or deterred, even if using a bullhorn becomes necessary. What she's referring to, I assume, is Tennessee, where you had these three lawmakers engage a riot, lead a riot on uh, the Capitol steps there in Tennessee. Two of them were, uh, well, all three were removed from committees. Two of them were expelled. Uh, the third one wasn't, some people say it's, well, she had a lawyer. Dude, she should have been expelled just like the rest, lawyer or no. She was saved by one vote. So the white woman remains, but the two black guys get voted out. You're out of your, you can't figure that one out. You expel all three, end of discussion. Well, the two got expelled. They got put back in by their uh, constituents and how uh, things work in Tennessee. And, of course, they're getting treated like somehow they're heroes. They led a riot because six people were murdered in Nashville by a, a woman who claimed to be a man who we're not allowed to know anything about because that would be too dangerous somehow. So you have six dead people that no one seems to care about, including three nine-year-olds, but you have these members there of the Tennessee Three carrying fake coffins into the General Assembly because all they're looking for is attention. They're not going to do anything. They don't have any plan. Their plan is to what? Make you unarmed? Make you a sitting duck? That's their plan? It's not a plan. It's pathetic and it's embarrassing. Yet Joe Biden is going to meet with these three, but he isn't going to meet with parents. Joe Biden is going to meet with the Tennessee three, but he is not going to meet with the parents of those who were murdered in Nashville. And when she was asked why not, she's like, hey, Whatevs. That seems to be like uh, something uh, you're concerned about. That's not at all what we are concerned about. One more. So Monday, you're going to have three of the lawmakers who protested. Peacefully protested. Who peacefully protested after the Nashville Covenant School shooting. Have any of the victims or the victims' families been invited to the White House? I don't have anything to, to read out to you about any invite. 
why? I just don't have anything at this time to read out to you at any invite. What I can say to you right now is that the president is focused on getting things done. He Peacefully protested. Look at the defense from the White House. The president is focused on getting things done. The president is not focused on speaking to anybody who doesn't fit his narrative. And the last thing he wants to hear about is this woman who claimed to be a man engaged in acts of mass murder. The cowardice from this White House is extreme. The, the level of political uh, hate is, is just horrific. It's truly some shameful stuff. But maybe nothing is more shameful than Pramila Jayapal. You want some racism? Holy cow, I will show you some racism. Pramila Jayapal, Washington State, heads up the Progressive Caucus. And she is uh, on, I forget what committee uh, they're on, and she's talking about the need uh, for... um, Immigration. Now, I am pro-immigration. I am opposed to illegal immigration. And illegal immigration has to be brought down to zero. Legal immigration, totally down. Smart and valuable. Especially if we have people who actually want to be a part of the American way of life and aren't people being trained by these NGOs, these non-governmental organizations at the border, to hate the country to make claims of asylum that aren't real. If we were to ensure that people coming into the country weren't going to fall prey to an education system designed to indoctrinate and not educate, not to share American exceptionalism, but rather to share, here's why capitalism has failed you. Well, I'd be much, much, much more in favor of it than I already am, and I'm already in favor of legal immigration. I'm a believer. You just can't let these people have access to people who want to be part of the American dream. They know America's better. And then we bring people in and tell them, ah, America kind of sucks. We should have done more for you. You should have gotten more. You deserve more. And then we teach people to claim and demand more. Then we have people who come ac- want to come across the border and demand that Joe Biden let us in. And oh, by the way, we all get a car and a laptop. All right, I made the last two parts up, but we're only days away from that. Back to Pramila Jayapal. She's making her case for why we need immigration. Let me try that again. She's making her case for why we need immigration. This country needs immigrants to survive. Immigrants pick the food we eat, rebuild our communities after climate disasters, help construct our infrastructure, power our small business economy, clean our homes, and look after the most precious in our families. Oh, My gosh, what a bigot. You see, we need immigrants because who's going to clean our homes or pick our food? Oh my gosh, you racist. Pramila Jayapal, you bigot, you racist, you racist, bigot, you bigot racist. I'm not quite sure which way I'm supposed to say it. It's just all so infuriating. This is really what they think of immigrants? We need them so they'll pick our food. That's, that is, by the way, did you catch the, uh, the wokeness in there on, uh, on this? Listen, this country needs immigrants to survive. 
Immigrants pick the food we eat, rebuild our communities after climate disasters, help construct our infrastructure. Rebuild communities after climate disasters. You mean a tornado? You mean a hurricane? You mean tornadoes and hurricanes? Climate disasters. Progressive's gonna progressive. If these people really want the national divorce, I say give it to them. I must tell you that I, I, it's, it's not a negativity. It is just a, an acceptance of the reality. I work very hard, okay, at saying this is what is. This is what's real. This is what's going on. I try never to pretend otherwise, nor will I lie. There is no possibility, no possibility of reasoning with or engaging some level of rationality with Representative Pamela Jayapal. First, it's hard to reason with bigots. I'm sorry, that was bigoted. She's a bigot. It's not my fault. It's her fault. Blame her. Tell her not to be a bigot. How would one reason with that? How would it work? I put forth to you that it can't work. I put forth to you that it cannot work. You cannot ration, engage in rationality with these people. You cannot reason with them. Let me give you uh, one other example. And I'm going to talk much more about SpaceX coming up because if you didn't hear about the launch today, it, I'm gonna, I'll break it down for you. It's super cool. SpaceX launched the, the heaviest, biggest rocket ship there's ever been. And the, the launch went, except when there was a moment for the, the booster to decouple. And the way they set it up at SpaceX, they tried to get the boosters to land so they could be reused. It, it didn't work. But they weren't necessarily expecting it to work. It got further than they thought it was going to go. In terms of the whole process, the thing blew up. Keith Olbermann shares a picture of Elon Musk there at Mission Control. And puts out on Twitter, blowed up good, blowed up real good. Keith Olbermann has never created anything. Keith Olbermann was a guy who was really good at sports and a turn of phrase. Then got the job at MSNBC and lost his mind politically. And then lost the job at MSNBC. Couldn't keep the job that he had gotten back at ESPN. And now reports from his basement. Now, I do my show from my basement, but at least I'm not crazy in thinking I should make fun of Elon Musk for investing billions of dollars and creating jobs and trying to get to space for doing something. How do you reason with Keith Olbermann? The answer is you don't. Keith Olbermann's a scumbag. Just like the vast majority of sports guys who try and talk politics, certainly not all, but the vast majority, all ridiculous progressive scumbags. I don't know why. I assume it has something to do with the fact that they interview a lot of athletes. They think the athletes are on the left, so they've got to overcompensate to show the athletes how good they are to get them on the show. That's always been my belief. I can't prove it, but you got to admit my theory is I'm, cl- I'm, cl- I'm, I'm close. 
You know and I know, late at night in the places they don't talk about, even they admit, Tony Katz is close. Keith Alberman creates nothing. He builds nothing. He inspires nothing. And Elon Musk wants to go to Mars. Elon Musk puts satellites in the sky that all trail each other so you can talk on your phone from Ukraine. Dear goodness gracious. And he's going to mock Elon that's that's the amazing thing about these these uh, progressives. They they're, they're always mocking. They're always attacking. They always attack the people who are trying something. Always attacking the people who are doing something, creating something, building something. The people who do come as legal immigrants to the United States clearly realize that where they came from was terrible. And they want a better life. That better life does not involve Representative Jayapal. Picking your food, you racist bigot. And, he, and Elon Musk wants to create. He might be crazy for all I know, but he wants to create. What does Keith Olbermann want to do? Destroy. Progressives, man, I'll tell you what. I'm Tony Katz. I like to match the taste of I've always liked to play with fire. That was quite entertaining from someone that had a sexual relationship with a Chinese spy. And everyone knows it. But I moved to take our words down. Completely inappropriate. Yeah, stand by just a second while we research the rule. Uh, and they sh- those words should be taken down. And the gentlelady should not be able to speak anymore in this hearing. <laughs> That is not an, the latter part of that is not an appropriate motion, but we will evaluate the striking of those words. That was Marjorie Taylor Greene calling out Eric Swalwell. I mean, the, the, the hearings yesterday, they, they were a something, including just the ripping apart of Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, Secretary of Homeland Security. And in one of the hearing's more tense moments, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene had this exchange with Mayorkas about the fentanyl crisis. How long are you going to let this go on? Congresswoman, let me assure you that we're not letting it go on. We are fighting this. No, I reclaim my time. You're a liar. You are letting this go on and the numbers prove it. You can't lie about the facts, Secretary Secretary Mayorkas, while you live in denial and sit over there with this attitude that you're doing everything Let's right. You are it. killing Americans with your policies. You got to admit, it is attractive to people to hear that level of directness. But you also have to admit that there's a reason that the left is so intent about raising the profile of Marjorie Taylor Greene. It's because they see the most opportunity to, when she implodes, inflict the most amount of damage to the political right. Now, if you're Marjorie Taylor Greene, you've got nothing to lose, right? You have nothing to lose by being a a, a center of attention. So let them make you a center of attention. You're going to talk about the things you talk about. You're going to do the interviews that you want to do. Well, that's that's all there is to it. But we should be clear that the idea that the Secretary of Homeland Security could say about the border where we're doing everything possible, we're doing everything we can, no. No, no one buys into that. 
Find everything at TonyCats.com. More with Sean Spicer coming up. This is Tony Katz today. So I had this big, long conversation with Sean Spicer today, former White House press secretary, former host uh, at, at Newsmax, and also an author. And, and he wrote this book, The Parrots Go Bananas. And normally, I mean, I'll mention when somebody has, has written a, a book, but I don't normally talk of, about books. I've been asked about this before. It's, it's just, it's not something that I do, but really... I think it's something that I should do. I should at least be somebody who is proactively highlighting when people write something out of the norm or engaged in something unique. I, it, I should be doing more about that. I always, I always figure that maybe that's that's not considered interesting by by you, right? And I'm like, I don't know if the audience is interested in. That. I don't know if you're really interested in 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 that. But maybe I got to start having some some faith in in myself and some faith in you and be like, listen. I'm sharing this for a reason. You decide what to do with it. Just like I do with everything I talk about, right? I, I'm not here to tell you what to think. I'm here to hopefully give you something to think about. Uh, the, the same thing should be true uh, re- regarding the books. I should be like, hey, this is interesting. And here's why I think it's interesting. Here's the person who wrote the interesting thing. Why do you think it's interesting? And then you, you get to be the arbiter. You get to decide. I should I should do more of that. So, I, I I know Sean just a, a little bit, really from CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference, but I always liked him. I always thought that, you know, especially from his time as press secretary, man, uh, I, I've never really gotten into this with him. I want to. It, that the, the the pressures, the, the, the responses, from what I know of him from his time at the RNC, top-notch dude. Top-notch, well-respected. It's I don't think the press secretary thing fit him. Right, and I think he he deals still with that feel about his his character. My dealings with him, like the most decent, curious cat. Right, I, I don't I don't know him intimately, as I said, but he is curious. He is asking questions of you. He he does actually listen to what it is you say. He wants the 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 engagement. And so I've always appreciated that about about him, and I was glad to have him on the show and really break down not only the whole why you left Newsmax and how that works, but how we take a look at 2024 and can DeSantis dethrone the Donald. And if you missed any part of that conversation, uh, I'll share it with you. But we were talking about this book, The Parrots Go Bananas, because it looks like a kid's book, except, I mean, well, it is a kid's book, but the the topic is extremely adult when you think about it. And so I said, all right, let's right, let's talk about this book. The Parrots Go Bananas. You can find out more about this at Sean Spicer, S-P-I-C-E-R, SeanSpicer.com. I hold in my hands uh, the copy of, of the book. Look, you're a man who's written some political books, and uh, this book uh, has uh, talking animals, young man, uh, is what's going on here. Uh, what compelled you uh, to uh, write the book, and uh, what is Brave Books? Great question. So first of all, you can go to spicerbook.com uh, to get to get the Periscope Bananas. I say that to people because especially the Tony Katz audience, you can always go to Amazon, but I'd rather you not give your money to Jeff Bezos and give it to Brave Books. So first, bravebooks.com is a great organization. Uh, they publish Christian patriotic books. They've gathered authors like myself, Kirk Cameron, Bethany Hamilton, uh, Dan Crenshaw, Jack Posebic, um, uh, and and there's always a book that you can feel confident that your kids can read that's 
Christian, patriotic, wholesome, that speaks to good American values. And so my book, The Parents Go Bananas, that you've been kind enough to hold up, um, talks about the ills and the dangers of fake news. Now, the book is is targeted at four to 12-year-olds, but if you know a reporter at CNN or someone at the Washington Post, they should probably read it too. We don't use the word fake news. That's cold-hearted, man. That right. Is- well, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, we don't use the word fake news, but we talk about these cartoon characters. I got two 12-year-olds, Tony. I know what it's like when they come home and go, you know what happened today at recess or, you know, during the class, the teacher said that I did this or that one of my classmates did this. And then everybody said, and they're like, but it wasn't true. Well, that's their equivalent of fake news. And we talk about that in the book, what it's like for the two characters to be accused falsely of something. And I I always talk about, I've had my own experiences where this has happened, but then for a lot of people, you know, you might remember the case of Nick Sandman, that Covington Catholic kid who was falsely accused of standing at the base of the Lincoln Memorial as the media tried to portray him as somehow being rude to a, a Native American. It turned out that was clearly not the case once the entire video was out. But that was after everyone in the media and all these pundits went after the kid. Um, and and the, the die had been cast at that point, you know. And so I, yeah. I, I wanted, when I talked to the folks at Brave Books and they said, hey, what do you think we'd love to partner with you? And I said, you know, I think that right now the left is doing a great job going after kids. So I love this idea of what you guys are doing. Um, I know politics and the media. And they were like, let's talk about those things. And I said, well, you know, would you want to do something about like fake news? And they were like, yes. So let's think about how a kid would see this. And so we storyboarded it. And again, this idea of like, as a father of two 12-year-olds, I kept thinking, okay, this is what it's like for you know a kid these days. They get accused of something, the kids pile on. So that's, we literally have, you know, it's a game. Um, you can see a, a whack-a-ball on this Freedom Island. And the two main characters who are great folks uh, are falsely accused and they have to prove their innocence. And, and that's, and at the end of the book, they say, well, why would you guys have thought this? And, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to give away the whole thing. You know, it's like succession. You don't want to, you got to watch it. Um, so um, it's, you know, I, I think the beautiful thing is if you go to spicerbook.com and it, uh, you can see it, they, they do a book a month club. So you can either order my book on its own or you can sign up for the subscription plan and a book a month will be delivered to your kid, your grandkid, your God kid, your neighbor's kid. Um, and I love the fact that like, as I said, as a father of two kids, you're constantly looking over their, their shoulders thinking, what are you watching? What are you looking at? The thing about brave books is that when you're reading a brave book, you never have to worry about that. You know that there, I mean, I read this to my four-year-old niece over Easter and she was like, you know, oh, it's so nice that, you know, Bongo, Bongo and Asher are nice. and da, da, da. They're taking away. The big lesson is, wow, they're good people and we should be good people to each other. And I mean, that's something that's not a partisan message, just a good person. It's a wholesome Christian message that everybody should agree upon. Sean Spicer, uh, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, the book is called The Parrots Go Bananas. That's the name of the book. And you can get that at SpicerBook.com. You can head over uh, to SpicerBook.com and get the book. Uh, Sean, listen, I, I appreciate the time. Go ahead. What, what, no, I was going to say thank you for, for giving me the platform here. One, one more thing, if I can, please. Uh, I, I don't mean to surround your audience with all these websites, but... 
Um, if you're interested in, you know, you brought up at the beginning of the interview after leaving Newsmax where I'm headed next, I've put out a video um, on YouTube. Uh, Sean M. Spicer is my handle there. I'm also on Rumble. I, I know a lot of people. It should very, be. Uh, uh, so I'm on both. Uh, but um, but please subscribe and stay in touch and then you'll get the content that you and I uh, were able to talk about at the beginning. But that's the plan and it'll be rolling out soon. So please subscribe uh, so that I can, I can, I don't have to write another children's book to feed the kids. Well, uh, you should write them anyway, if it makes you happy. Uh, and I appreciate you taking the time uh, to be with us. Look forward to seeing what's coming next. Sean Spicer, seanspicer.com, spicerbook.com as well. I appreciate you. Much more to get to. Find everything at TonyCats.com. You no longer have to worry about the locals thing. It's just going to take you right there. Just go to TonyCats.com and be a part of what we're doing. This is Tony Katz today. I once told a story here on the show about being at an event where I heard something said that it took me months to figure out what it meant. Months of going back over it in my head over and over and over again. It was my Malcolm Gladwell Blink moment. The book Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. You see something or you hear something, you know it's not right, but you don't know why. Something inside you says that's not right. That's that's not it. Whether it's a piece of art or in this case, something that I heard. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. And what I heard was a conversation between a black woman and a white man and a discussion of race and a discussion of equity and this black woman saying, you know, I offer to train people and teach people and help people so they understand the bigotry that's going on. It stayed in the back of my head. I said something about that isn't right, but I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was. What about that statement? Because the statement's almost innocuous. It's a black woman talking about racism. People would leave it be right there. What is it about that statement that hit me as, that's wrong? What is it about that statement that's wrong? Well, I figured it out some months later. But how amazed I was to find that it had, as a conversation, reared its head again when presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy was on CNN with Don Lemon. And this conversation broke out. Drug rights, and they actually got the NRA played a big role in that. But today, down the The fine, NRA did not play a big absolutely role. Absolutely, they trained black Americans how to use firearms. That's a lie. But, that's at, not. The NRA actually, did not play a big role. This in that. is just historical fact. It's but not down historical the, fact. The, the part that I just find because you say it's historical. The part fact, that I find insulting fact. is when you say today black Americans don't have those rights after we have the gone through civil rights revolution in this country. You are sitting here telling an African American about the rights and what you find insulting about the the way I live, the skin I live in every day. Here's where you and I have a different point of view. Black and white. That black people don't have in this he, country here, and that black people do have. Well, here's country. where you and I have a different point of view. I think we should be able to express our views regardless of the color of our skin. We should have this debate I'm not saying you without me regarding views, you as a black man, insulting that but you're me regarding you as a fellow citizen. That you're That's sitting what I think here, we whatever ethnicity you are, explaining to me whatever ethnicity about I'm, what it's like to be black Whatever ethnicity I am, I'll tell you what I am. I'm an Indian American. I'm proud of it. But I think we should have this debate. Black, white, doesn't matter. I think we should have this debate. On the content of the ideas. If you do it, you should do it in an honest way and in a fair way. And what you're doing is not an honest 
Boston Fairway. Okay? We, we, we appreciate you coming on. With thank due you respect, Don, I look forward thank to continuing that conversation. We'll thank continue you. the conversation. Thank, thank, you. thank you so much. Thank you, Papa. We'll talk about China. Yes, just about China. Next time you come back. Oh, thank you. Much to say yeah. on declaring independence from China. Okay, Something can you can move add on. on now, please? Thank you. Thank you. Don Lemon as pompous. Can we just move on now, please? Oh. Don should be embarrassed about the way he handled himself there. Because Don should be embarrassed because of what it is I noted six months after I heard the conversation. Being X does not provide a secret knowledge of all things. I'm Jewish. Being Jewish, X, does not provide for me de facto an expertise on the Holocaust. Being black, X, does not provide a person who is black an expertise on racism. That is different than whether or not they have had experiences with racism. I've had experiences with anti-Semitism. It doesn't make me an expert on the subject. Don Lemon believes that Vivek Ramaswamy is not allowed to have the conversation, how dare you tell me I'm a black man? And... Couldn't you also be wrong? I have met a lot of white people who are totally wrong. I have met a fair amount of Jews who are completely and totally wrong. I have met men and women who are totally wrong, and I have met black people who are totally wrong. I've also met black people who are totally right, women who are totally right, Jews who are totally right, men who are totally right, women who are totally right, and even people of any persuasion who are totally right. The idea that you don't get to tell a black person about civil rights. Why? Why? That is to believe that because of the color of your skin, you hold some kind of secret knowledge, some kind of advantage over the other person. I'm pretty sure that's how the KKK thinks. Does Don Lemon not understand what just happened here? Don Lemon, by the way, uh, is is wrong. Uh, you can go through multiplicities of stories about the NRA. While uh, they weren't started as a civil rights organization, some people could argue that they are one. And I would leave that for a debate, but they are singularly focused on the Second Amendment. So why isn't that a conversation of civil rights? Because somebody else says no? That's a debatable conversation. Uh, how about the fact that the NRA set up Back in the day, charters to help train local black communities to be able to protect themselves against the KKK. So what Vivek is talking about has basis. Don Lemon, because of his politics, couldn't accept the fact that the NRA may have done something well, just like he could never accept the fact that the NRA is not terrorizing children. They want to train children on what to do about firearms, the whole Eddie Eagle program, for example, which involves saying don't touch and run away and telling an adult about you saw a firearm or found a firearm. How dare you ask Don Lemon with his politics to say something acceptable about the NRA? He is conditioned to hate it. He has to hate it. And therefore, anything you say about it can't be acceptable. But the real story here is he took umbrage to the idea that someone could say to him, I know more than you about this thing. Well, I don't know if Vivek knows everything about everything, but he was certainly right about this. And Don Lemon believes that because of the color of his skin, you're not even allowed to discuss it with him. You're somehow dishonest. None of those things are true. 
And I don't know how Chris Lick, the CEO of CNN, can allow that to pass. That's not being a host. That's not being engaged. That's being an ideologue who had to stand up for his ideologueness and not listen, not be engaged. That's not a host. That's a cult leader. So yes, it's very, very obvious that Chris Lick, the CEO of CNN, has to get rid of Don Lemon because Don Lemon doesn't want to be a host. But Don Lemon's problem is the problem of the progressive who believes that somehow you are not allowed to make a statement to a person based on XYZ characteristic because their characteristic somehow makes them an expert. And that's just not true. It's not true. Don Lemon's objection is predicated on the idea that you're not allowed to tell him because the color of his skin means he knows more than you. And that's not true. And if that were to be how he sees it, and it is exactly how he sees it, that's bigotry. That's near definition of bigotry. You believe uh, that that you're you're better than, than, than somebody else because of the color of your skin? My, oh my, oh my. Now, do we just call that bigotry? Do we call that racism? What do we what do? We do? What, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll leave that to others. Don Lemon, man, you're clearly going to have to go as a host. You, you can't do this. Uh, I'm, I'm available. I just don't think I'm going to get the gig. That, that's all. And I'm not leaving Indianapolis. So, so I got two, two reasons why. And I do a morning show. So three reasons why I'm not going to get the gig. But it can't be Don. He's not a serious enough mind to be able to do it. Find everything we got going on at TonyCats.com. Yeah, you no longer have to do the locals thing. Just TonyCats.com. You will find it all. Keep it right here. This is Tony Katz today.